This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Joe Ostrowski with you. Nick Ashew, kind enough to hang out, sitting in for Joe Giglio today. You've got BetQL Daily live on the BetQL network, and we're going to welcome in uh, someone I haven't had an opportunity to speak with from the past. Uh, NBC Sports Edge is where you can find his work. Vaughn Dalezell at Money Sports at Money Sports on Twitter. Vaughn, it's a perfect morning to speak with you because I saw your red hat, red hot last night in college hoops. Uh, you're also an NBA better. So how have the two seasons been treating you thus far? Oh, they've been a lot better as late. Thanks for having me on, by the way. Excited to be here today with you guys. I think it's a great slate. I'm excited for my bets, especially, but uh, the NBA season started out very, very rocky for me. I was an over at the beginning of the year and a lot of unders were cashing due to the inflated lines, but Lately, I've definitely picked it up and picked my spots. I'm a big revenge better when it comes to the prop bet market. So I like the guys going mm. against their former teams um, and having some extra motivation during the regular season. Those are always my favorite type of bets. But uh, college basketball, doing a lot better. I'm a mid-major team total type of guy. Um, and that's where I find my like, success. The Power 5 games are just a little too sharp, in my opinion, most of the time. Yeah, well, th- those revenge angles are real. I, I was watching that last week. Uh, there were back-to-back games. DeMar DeRozan of the Bulls where he was facing his former team, and he just cleared the, the all the props in both of those. It, it certainly happens on a regular basis. So you've got a couple of college plays posted here. So let's start there. Uh, UIC going up against Robert Morris. Uh, last check is a uh, number UIC favored by 5.5, total 143 in the hook. What's your angle here? So I am taking the home team, IUIC. They are the Flames now. You probably haven't watched any of these teams. Most people have not. <laughs> That's okay. No. I grew up in Pittsburgh, so I actually know a lot about Robert Morris basketball, which is in Moon Township, uh, Calipari's old home, actually. So Robert Morris is known for being an atrocious road school. And when I say atrocious, the numbers don't even do it justice. Over the past two years, they have won two road games out of 21 tries. So 2-19 and 19 straight up, 7-14 and 14 ATS this year. They're sporting a three and eight ATS mark. But what's interesting to me is they actually just covered in their last road game, and they have not covered back-to-back road games in the same season since Christmas of 2020. Um, and before that, went back to 2019. So this is a nice spot to fade Robert Morris and back an Illinois-Chicago team who's actually lost four straight games with the last two coming on the road. Uh, so great bounce-back spot for them. And when I dug a little deeper into the numbers, because I like looking at teams coming off losses and how they perform, especially when they – Return home as a favorite. I think that's very important. The Flame are eight and two ATS and nine and one the money line when they return home as a favorite, attempting to break a two-game losing streak or more. Uh, so I certainly like them here in this spot today. I back them at the five and a half. I see six coming up on points by another line. So uh, yeah, fade Robert Morris who won their last two games uh, overall at home, but they were against teams they already played early in the season on the road. 
So ideal sp- spots to back Robert Morris there. Ideal spot to fade them today. Vaughn, I want to kind of go big picture with you because I'm going to be realistic here. And <clears throat> obviously now with the NFL season wrapping up, there's a lot of people that maybe have been more focused on the football side of things. The Pro Bowls this weekend, not as many people are necessarily focused on the Pro Bowl. So there's a lot of betters that are probably going to say, hey, I'd like to now get more into college basketball. You know, March Madness is a little over a month away, give or take. What would be just the overarching let's say advice or storylines or things on the futures market, even that you would say, Hey, pay attention to these, whether it's you're looking at picking a national champion or a better that's kind of jumping in is looking at some teams in certain trends. This is obviously you can go a million different directions with it, but just big picture right now for somebody that might be jumping in, what would you say? Yeah. Well, if you're jumping in the future market, you definitely want to back teams that have resumes right now that are going to look like they're going to be higher seats and get the easier route. And when I say that there's a couple of teams that, when you watch them or you bet on them this season, you may not like them. Like Alabama, for example, uh, up until two games ago, Alabama was 1-11 ATS in their past 12. Um, but then they got a couple big wins, a couple close games, but they have one of the best resumes in all of basketball. Uh, so obviously Alabama is a team to look for in the future. I'm, like, I'm huge on Baylor and Houston. Um, Houston is a team that's been banged up all season, and they haven't been healthy, but they've been rolling all year. Uh, but betting the futures market, don't give in to the big-name teams. Like, don't just – want to bet Gonzaga because Gonzaga is Gonzaga, um, for example, okay? There's teams plenty out there like the Auburns, the Kentuckys of the world that have proved that they're caliber teams this season. So, um, yeah, you're going to have to watch the teams a little bit, but don't give in to the brand names right now because I don't think this is the most wide-open college basketball season uh, we've had in some time, in my opinion, when it comes to a national champion. Yeah, I mean, that kind of uh, was the direction I was going to go with my next question there, Vaughn, because – Uh, It really seems that way. And, you know, when you talk about Auburn, yeah, they don't have that big brand name, but they are number five in Ken Palm. I mean, that number has shortened a bit. There are so many names. It does feel like that can win the championship. How deep does that go? I mean, you look at Texas number 14 in Ken Palm. I mean, maybe they could make a run. Um, How many teams would you say have a legitimate chance to win six games in March? Man, uh, I would definitely say we're, we're getting close to the range where it could be towards double digits. Like when I say teams that are going to contend for a national championship, um, I, I will throw Gonzaga in there because they are elite, although I don't think this is the year they win at all. I thought they were much better last year. I would throw Gonzaga, Baylor, Kentucky, Auburn, Houston, uh, Purdue in that situation as well. I still love UCLA also. I think they're a very deep team. Um, and that might be – Sort of my cutoff, Arizona is a very, very, very young team. Like, they start four freshmen. Um, That's going to be very tough to win in March. Uh, So that's a team I don't believe is going to go very deep. You look at Villanova, they've had a little bit of turnover. They're not as quite as good as they've been in the past, in my opinion. We saw that last night against Marquette where they got drilled. Um, So, yeah, I'm thinking uh, that might be where it stops at. But a team like Kansas, even a Texas Tech, uh, could certainly make some run in there. Texas let me down this year. Memphis was a team I was very high on. Those two, I'm kind of leaning away from. Uh, but like I said, watch out for Alabama as well because they could sneak into this conversation uh, any given week. Uh, Vaughn, want to go back to tonight's slate for a moment. We hit on Robert Morris, Illinois, Chicago earlier, but you also have something posted on USF, UCF. What do you like? Yeah, so this is going to be my biggest play of the day, and it's a bounce-back spot for UCF. So, again – one of my favorite things is doing is uh, fading road teams that are terrible. 
and USF is terrible. I saw them play at Boston College earlier this season, and I was honestly amazed at the pace they played at and how bad this offense was. So I've been watching them lately, trying to find a good spot to fade them, and I picked this spot because UCF is coming off a loss to Houston and a loss to Wichita State. Now the Houston game was a guaranteed loss in my opinion, but this is a game where they are one of the best offensive teams in the conference, and they're playing the worst defensive team in the conference and the worst offensive team in the conference. So USF is not good at all. Two and six ATS on the road, uh, one and seven on the money line in the last eight. And in those seven losses, they've lost by 12 or more points in every single game. Uh, great bounce back spot for the Golden Knights here who, you know, if you just look at their Ken Palm numbers, you would say, why would I not bet on UCF in this spot? Uh, so, yeah, back to Golden Knights. I got them at 11 and a half. I'd honestly play them out to 12 or 12 and a half range. 13 would be my cutoff point for one unit. But uh, at 11 and a half and 12, it's two units for me. You know, on the NBA side of things, we've had certainly some surprise teams this year. And then some have fallen off, like the Knicks and Wizards. I'm in D.C., so trust me, it's more than a fall off. Everybody's really angry. But, you know, the Cavs have kind of kept pace as the season's gone on. Now, they lost last night to Houston, but when you look at this Cavs team, and obviously, you know, their odds just win the division uh, before the season versus where they are now, top looking for a top-four seed in the East. What do you think the ceiling is on this Cavs team? They're a playoff team at this point. Like there's, and it's, it's amazing that they're still this good and consistent without Colin Sexton and Ricky Rubio. Um, and that's something yeah. to take pride in, especially with Darius Garland leading the charge. I mean, Evan Mobley's obviously the main contender for Rookie of the Year. It's his, his award to lose at this point. Um, so, yeah, I actually think they are contenders. While they, I don't think they're going to be a, a top four seed. I could easily see them as like a five or six, more of a six seed in my opinion. Um, I'm a Bulls fan, so and I grew up a Bulls and a Cavs fan because I was in Pittsburgh, so I had no option of a team to really root for. Um, but – I like LeBron and Derrick Rose, so I kind of just gravitated towards those. So we're talking about two teams in the same division that are fighting for a top four seed along the Milwaukee Bucks. It's going to be very tough to see the Cavs clear that top four, but I think that they're a top six team for sure. And I think if anyone takes them lightly in that first round, it could be it could be troublesome because a team like Philadelphia, who I was pretty low on at the beginning of the season, if they get matched up with Cleveland in the first round and they're on the road, they are probably going to lose those road games in Cleveland, and Mobley and Jared Allen will at least keep Joel Embiid, you know, somewhat contained uh, under 30 points, I want to say. So uh, I like the Cavs, not quite as much as everyone else does in the futures market, but I do think they're a playoff team. Uh, with Vaughn Dalezell of NBC Sports Edge, talking a little college hoops and also some NBA. Vaughn, I didn't know uh, you're a Bulls fan. I'm in the Chicagoland area, so I want to ask about, about the Bulls. Uh, you addressed the Cavs and uh, what they're going to be at the end of the season. But what about your Bulls, man? I mean, <laughs> it's so bunched up at the top of that Eastern Conference that one bad week out of any of those teams, and they're going to suddenly find themselves in, uh, in that play-in range. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. The Eastern Conference, it's always been the more open conference when it comes to these teams making runs. And I love what the Bulls have done this season. Without Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso right now, I mean, the defense is atrocious. Um, I've been just targeting player props on the other side because I, there's just so much value there. Like, I'm on Gary Trent tonight. He should torch Chicago, um, in my opinion. But, yeah, the, the Bulls, I mean, I think they're going to make a run. I think they're going to be a playoff team. I mean, they're obviously going to be a playoff team, but I think – I hate to say it, but they could be a very a first round exit, and that would suck to suck to see. But this team still has a lot of defensive issues, and even yeah. when those two are playing, 
Um, I saw them play at TD Garden uh, twice this season already. And, I mean, seeing Lonzo Ball in person compared to on, t- on uh, TV is a totally different experience. Um, I'm just like, why? I mean, I don't know why we essentially got him to be the future point guard. Um, I love Ayo Desunu's play right now. I mean, he's he can be a guy that we could kind of build around, not necessarily as much as like a Jimmy Butler or Levine or DeRozan or anyone like that, but he's a guy that you could throw in the mix and be good. So uh, I'm excited about the future. I don't have high hopes for the playoffs for the Bulls. I think that if they do make it past the first round, I would definitely bet against them in the second round being a Bulls fan. On the West side of things, the Suns have just continued to show that it wasn't just a fluke, it seems like, last year, uh, you know, getting the finals. That was one of the knocks, right? It was like every team they played was missing a star. They were injured. Oh, it was an easy path to get to the finals. Well, clearly they're making a point now that that's not the case. They're four-and-a-half-point favorites in Atlanta tonight uh, on FanDuel. When you look at this Phoenix Suns team, and we can jump back to the futures market here if we want, obviously, or we can look at it short-term, you know, whatever works best for you. But I I look at this Suns team, and I – I see an actual contender still with what they've continued to show us this year. Do you see the same? Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like a fool because I didn't take them in the futures market. Um, I was pretty high on the Utah Jazz this season. Obviously, with all their injuries now, they are one of the worst teams in the NBA uh, the past 10 games. But the Suns in the past 10 games have been amazing to watch, even without DeAndre Ayton. And I know a lot of Sharps are in Atlanta tonight. Um, that line was open at five and a half last night and came down a little bit. And I, I, we had a Twitter space, and I kind of made fun of all the NBC guys and said, you might regret betting against the Suns. Now, I know they've been, they've, uh, they're coming they're going on a road trip. I know the Hawks have been a hot team. I'm actually really high on the Hawks. Um, they're one of my favorite bets to be a top four seed, to go over their win total as of right now, if you can live bet them still in the futures market. Like, I think the Hawks are a complete team as well. And I actually bet um, and gave out on the show, I said my two favorite long shot, like finals parlays would be, the Jazz and the Hawks, and the Suns and the Hawks. Um, I think cool. those two would be such fun parlays to play. And, I, I mean, I think the Hawks are really official. Like, they picked it up lately. This is going to be a huge game tonight. If Trey Young doesn't play, I mean, it's a Suns smash, smash spot, excuse me, in my opinion. Um, but there's nothing. When a team is on a run like this and winning games covering spreads, you just don't fade them. And that's a big thing in betting with me. Like, you ride a team out until they die. Uh, and the Suns have not died yet, so keep riding them. Vaughn, there's some interesting things happening in the players' futures market, like how Ja Morant, after missing a lot of time earlier in the season and his play is at an MVP level, he's dropping so much that at some spots they have him all the way down to 10-1. to 1. And, and Ja is in the MVP conversation, but he's also the heavy, heavy favorite for the most improved player. Uh, We've seen movement in the defensive player of the year as well with what Jaron Jackson has been doing. Anything really stand out to you with those player futures? Yeah, so that's that's a great call on Jaron Jackson, too, because I noticed that uh, this morning, and I was like, when did that happen? Um, (laughs) So I'm going to definitely take a look into that. But, I mean, he has looked really good lately. John Moran's been a guy I've been betting on repeatedly. He let me down last night, but it's okay. We'll be back on him uh, in no time soon. John Morant. I bet on him at most improved player at minus 140 and plus 100 odds. So I'm happy to see the movement. But now that everyone's pushing him towards the MVP conversation, Mm -hmm. that is making me nervous because I don't want to have to uh, bet on MVP too and hope that, you know, he either wins one or both. I mean, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone's ever won both of those awards. So obviously that would be um, a hell of a hit if it happened. But uh, I did bet on Joel Embiid in the MVP market at six to one. He's down to he's the leader now at two 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 twenty five at points bet. 
Um, I'm pretty confident Joel Embiid because when you look at the other guys around them have won, and this is why John Morant's also creeping up in the conversation. Jokic has already won an MVP. Giannis has already won an MVP. LeBron's already won an MVP. And then you got Steph Curry as well throwing in the mix. All these guys have already been voted on multiple times. So the voters yeah. might want some some freshness in here. And a guy like Joel Embiid and John Morant are great guys to go towards. So I'm hoping Embiid gets the MVP. I think John Morant's a lock for most improved. I'll Vaughn Dalezell, NBC Sports Edge. Good stuff there. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at VMoneySports. Little NBA, little college hoops. Look forward to uh, our next conversation with Vaughn. This is Joe Ostrowski, Nick Ashew here on BetQL Daily. Coming up next, Nick, let's take a look at tonight's NBA card. That is next. BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.